0: The following is a presentation of the Bellhop Sports Media Network.
1: Hello everybody and welcome into another episode of Rising to the Occasion. We're very happy to have you here. And we are rising in the morning for the last time this college football season. And man, it's going to be a very fun one because we've finally gotten here to championship week, which is extremely exciting but at the same time a little depressing knowing that man, we're right here at the end of college football and Uh, really all we have to look forward to when it comes to in terms of college football now is these championship games and bowl games after that. And outside of that, there really is no more excitement when it comes to college football. And that is depressing to know that we are basically already towards the off season. Some teams are already in the off season, Um, But, man, we've still got some games to get to. We're going to recap the the Pac-12 that happened last night. Blake and I were trying not to get everything out before the show here this morning. Uh, And then we're also going to get to, uh, of course, in in order, we're going to get to the Big 12 matchup, SEC matchup, Big 10, and the ACC. We're going to get to all of these conference championships. But before we do, how about a little bit of a shout-out to our sponsor for this episode. And as always, if you guys don't know what bro-throw is on these fine Saturday mornings when we're recapping college football, Brothrow is an amazing site that you can go to. It is not a sports uh, book. It is not a sports book. It is a sports betting community. It is kind of like a social media group almost where you get on there and you bet against other people. So the reason why I, I stress the fact that it's not a sports book is that because it's not a sports book, it is available in all 50 states and really wherever you are located. And you can go on there and check out all kinds of different sports to bet on. You can bet on football, basketball, hockey, even UFC. Sea and golf. Uh, they've got an amazing site where you go there. It's very, very easy to use and you can bet on all different kinds of things and all different kinds of teams and you bet directly against other people. So you put a wager out there and whoever loses Pays that bet up straight to that person, whether it be in your Venmo, your PayPal, Cash App, however you choose on Brothrow. So go check it out, brothrow.com. And if you go to brothrow.com slash rising2, it will let them know for one, that we sent you. And two, it will add you to our private group where you can see our bets this morning. Because what we do on Saturday mornings, and I know it's been a little while since we've done one of these Rising in the Morning episodes, but uh, what we like to do is we put together our team bets and put those out there on Bro Throw so that way... Uh, whenever we're, we you guys can go on to slash rising 2 and get signed up see in that that uh, private group see our bets and you can bet directly against us so that way we are putting our money where our mouth is we can't just sit here and tell you guys a, a, a bunch of stupid crazy takes and everything and some fake takes uh, and just expect to get away with it we expect you guys to go and and challenge us a little bit. So you can either bet against us or bet with us by going over to brothrow.com slash rising2. That is B-R-O-T-H-R-O-W dot com slash R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O. Go check it out, guys. It is an amazing site, and uh, that link will also be down in the description. So hopefully you can see that down there and get signed up today. Let them know that we sent you with that link and sign up and get added directly to our private group so you can see our bets we're going to get into it. And like I said, a full slate of conference championship games. Jeremy's not with us, but I do have the man, the myth, the legend from Mobile, Alabama. Blake, how you doing, man?
0: What is up, uh, Josh? I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. Uh, still a little sick, but I'm here and, and I'm trying to fight this thing and get over it, brother. But uh, ready for a big day of college football.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, just looking at this this slate too, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, and like I said, we're going to have to start off with the game from last night. We had uh, the Oregon Ducks and your Bo Nix, your Bo Heisman going against Michael Penix Jr. and the Washington Huskies. And I, I threw my pick out there. Uh, I was over on the Corner Booth podcast jumping on with those guys. And I threw my pick out there for this one. I figured Washington would cover, but my ultimate pick was that Oregon was going to win this game because, you know, we, we talked about that game the last time it happened. And it really seemed like the decision or the, you know, the the final decision maker in that game was Dan Lanning going for it on fourth down when he could have taken easy points and put himself in a much better position, if not possibly even been ahead in that game. And Oregon was just a more physical team. And since that game, you've seen Oregon blow people out uh, with even tougher competition uh, blowing people out where Washington gets in these very close games. I think it was uh, the ninth game that they've won in a one possession game, if I remember right. Uh, So seeing that throughout the season, that was number one this season, how many games they've won in a one score uh, in a one score game. And so I think seeing how aggressive Washington was and coming out and, and owning the entire game, they started off 10 to zero in the first quarter uh, and, and seeing that, and I think they went to half, still up by 10 points. So, and, you know, just seeing how Washington, how aggressive they were, uh, Michael Penix Jr. was just on fire, and they they shut Bo Nix down, which is hard to do. Uh, and, and Matt, just overall, it just seemed like Washington wanted to prove everyone wrong and wanted to win that game.
0: Yeah, Josh, the one thing that I was a, a, a little surprised in, man, was the – Offensive line and defensive line of Oregon and the way they got dominated by Washington. Um, Oregon, let's start with offense, man. Oregon has been really successful running the football through this, uh, through this journey since they lost to Washington and they even ran the ball well against Washington in the first game. But last night they could not run the football uh, at the line of scrimmage at all. Um, They just, I, I don't know, it, it, was, it was shocking that Oregon got dominated the way they did at the line of scrimmage. Um, and then on the defensive line, man, like, they couldn't get any push. The, the Washington O-line just stifled the Oregon D-line. And, and anytime Oregon brought pressure, uh, the Washington back, Dylan Johnson, uh, that cat's a stud. He was the transfer from Mississippi yeah, yes. State. He picked it up. Uh, he ran the ball hard. Uh, this wide receiver core for Washington is unreal, man. They're unreal. They yeah. th- like Michael Penix, he's a dog, he's that dude. Uh, but these receivers are absolutely disgusting, man. Some of these routes, uh, were just filthy, man. And and Penix put the ball there last night, dude was throwing dipping dots all over the yard. Um, I'll say this about the Heisman Trophy, man. Like, it was Bo Nix's to lose. Well, Oregon lost. So, when I look at the Heisman, um, I'm not somebody who just solely bases the trophy off of stats. All right? Uh, I'm I'm one of those people that I solely base it off of. When I watch a guy play, and it's a tight game in the fourth quarter, can he go on a 10-minute drive and lead his team down the field and score uh, and put a game away? Can he ice a game when it matters in a big-time championship moment? Can he get it done when it matters the most? And I look at a guy who just led his team to an undefeated season. He won his conference championship. He put up freaking numbers galore all year. Uh, just I don't know what else you could ask from Michael Penix Jr. Like, I get Jaden Daniels put up all the stats, all right. But let's be honest with ourselves, man. Like Michael Penix Jr. and them and Bo Nix were not playing full games against Georgia State and Army. Okay, like they weren't throwing for for six hundred yards against Army and winning sixty two to nothing. That, that is my only gripe. With all of this, um, uh, Jaden Daniels, I get it, man. He's amazing. I, I, I'm not sitting here down in the dude, like, I, I think he's amazing. Like, what he did well, and, in the southeastern conference,
1: yeah. And I, I think, I think going to New York, it used to mean something just to go to New York, but people are acting yeah. like, well, yeah, but you can't just send him to New York, he has to win the trophy or, or else it's nothing. No, it still means something to go to New York, so I think Jaden Daniels has deserved, because of what he's done in the SEC and putting up the numbers that he did, I think he deserves a trip to New York. And we talked about this. I put Jaden Daniels at number two, right behind Bo Nix on our last Heisman rankings. Uh, And I know I forgot to get that out on social media, but uh, I I put him at number two because I really liked the numbers that I saw from him in comparison Mm -hmm. to the other guys. But I also said the winner of that Pac-12 championship game could decide if Michael Penix jumps over Jaden Daniels and takes that number one spot. Uh, And and it would be a complete flop because of the way that, you know, like, and I'm right there with you. I think championships mean something. And I think the leadership on and off the field means something. And you saw that out of Michael Penix Jr. You saw his team rally around him. Last night, we saw a Heisman move from a guy who had negative rushing yards throughout the season. I think he was like negative 13 rushing yards on the season because he's smart and he doesn't want to get injured. And he doesn't run the ball unless he absolutely has to. Last night... He he put the team on his back and said, "No, coach, I can I can run the ball. Let's let's do a zone read and I'll I'll, I'll read the 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 end diving in and I'm going to take off and get a first down several times throughout that game. That's a Heisman mentality. That's a Heisman winner to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Where just the stats, I'm right there with you. I don't think just the stats alone makes you a Heisman winner.
0: Josh, my thing too with it is man is like uh, I look at the LSU Florida State game. All right, in the second half, I look at Jaden Daniels. Um, I don't care about the defense or whatever. Uh, he, di- he didn't. He didn't get it done in the second half, man. Um, I look at the Alabama game for LSU. He didn't get it done in the second half. He threw a pick. Next drive, he got hurt. Right, they lost to Ole Miss. Now that one, I'll side with Jaden Daniels on his defense. Just absolutely didn't help him. Um, but it, like, I just, I can't, man. It's hard. Three losses. Um, it's just hard for me to give the trophy to to Jaden. I know he's going to win it. I know he's going to win it. But I'm trying to make my case for Michael Penix, man. Um, I think what you do in a big time championship moment, uh, it matters. And Jaden Daniels wasn't in a championship, so yeah. Uh, and and look, I get it. I get it. Look, I'm an Auburn fan. Uh, I think LSU fans are trying to push for the trophy because they didn't live up to expectations this year. So yeah, I think probably. that's really and truly really why they're trying to push so hard for the Heisman. That makes
1: sense. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's hard to see your guy go out there and perform the way he did and still lose games too. Because I I get that. Uh, I've seen that uh, from my guys. So yeah, I mean I think there's definitely times where you you look and I think that's part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Pac-12 championship game. If you guys missed that, you missed an incredible game because it was game two of these two teams. Oregon had a chance to redeem themselves against uh, the, the one team that has had beaten them all season long and possibly mark their territory in the college football playoffs. They weren't able to do it. They weren't able to come uh, to complete the game. Uh, they had an incredible touchdown drive that that really puts them into a really good position to get the ball back and get back into this game. But instead they you know they they score that touchdown, they kick an onside kick, not able to get it back. Uh, and then, you know, from, from there, uh, Washington's just able to go out and, and how about from Dylan Johnson too? You know, we, we talked about him. How about the awareness from him to be able to, uh, go down on that play? Because he could have broken free and gone for a touchdown. All he had was a big dude chasing after him. And one dude that was fast enough to catch him was just too far behind. I think he could have scored on that play if he turned on the jets and he has the smarts to just say, Nope, I'm going down right here. waste the clock. Let's win this game. Uh, And, you know, I wish he would have punched that in because I was cheering for it because I I had 65 and a half over uh, in a parlay and they ended up with 65 points. So that sucked. And I was thinking, you know what? How about Kalen DeBoer? Listen. All right. Yeah. Winning 34 to 31 is cool, but. Winning thirty seven to thirty one would be even cooler, right? Let's kick a field goal, dude. <laughs> but I don't know, man. That that hurt to see him go down uh, with sixty five on the board when I just, I just needed one more point. Um, but man, that was it was an extremely fun game. If you missed that one, at least go back and watch highlights and see these two dudes battle. Um, because Bo Nix, he he proved why he deserves to be in that Heisman talk. Uh, it's just I think the winner of this game decided and and. Uh, I don't think stats tells everything when you look at uh, Michael Penix Jr.'s stats either. I think you saw a lot of heart uh, go into this game. And and like I said, even with some of those running plays too, I think that that showed a lot with him. But... Man, let's let's jump into previewing instead of recapping games. Let's jump into previewing the, the games that are going to be on this uh, today. Uh, let's start off with the Big Twelve Championship game, where, uh, like I said, this is the, one of the few times you're going to see me throw horns up. SEC Nation, SEC is going to win this game, uh, and we're going to walk away with a win. Uh, looking at Texas Oklahoma State, I just don't see a way for Oklahoma State to win this game because I think they're their best. Uh, their, their best attribute is their run game on offense. Where on Texas's defense, the best thing that they have going for them is that running defense, that, that run stopping defense. So I think Ollie Gordon, I put Ollie Gordon in my top five for Heisman picks uh, just because of how amazing he's been since week four. And he really turned on the Jets. He is the reason why Oklahoma State is where they are today. Uh, he's the reason why they beat Oklahoma, and he's the reason why they came back against BYU to to really put themselves into this championship game. Uh, and I'm not an Oklahoma fan that's going to be butthurt hurt about Oklahoma State being in this game. They they beat Oklahoma. Uh, you can you can blame the refs or whatever you want to do, but that's not the case. Uh, Oklahoma lost that game against Oklahoma State, and so uh, Oklahoma State gets into this game. I, I'm I'm happy for Oklahoma State. I'm, I'm happy that little brother gets a chance. Did you hear the story uh, about? Uh, a dead longhorn, an actual live longhorn on a frat house there in, in Stillwater.
0: Yeah, man. I'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is wrong
1: with you? I mean, I don't know, Oklahoma State fans, you guys got to get your poop in a group because I don't know what's wrong with you, you guys over there. Well, um,
0: Josh, they're just mad that that uh, they didn't get invited to the SEC. That's all it is.
1: I know it is. I know it is. You know they're they're upset. Uh, they're they're you know they were crying about. How you know? Oh, Oklahoma's leaving us, Uh, and so they had to pay off the the refs and and a couple of different games to be able to win just to get to the Big Twelve championship game. It won't surprise me if Texas has 300 yards of penalties against them in this game. They are, uh, to to be fair, too. I know know this is a big conspiracy. I've bought into the conspiracy, like in week ten, because I realized, man, like Texas and Oklahoma were the the top two penalized teams in the Big Twelve this season. And Texas was not only the, the top penalized team, but they were also the one with the least amount of penalties called against them uh, this season. And so looking at that, I, I thought that was kind of a little fishy. Uh, you know, like we can sit here and joke about the conspiracy all we want. And that's really all all that I've done uh, up to that point. But now it's just kind of like, yeah, I I don't know if I buy it because a lot of the penalties too. And I know every game you're going to have penalties We're like, what the heck are you calling there? Why, why aren't you calling this? Um, But it just seems a little fishy that a lot of those big time calls are against the SEC teams that you're just upset that they're leaving you. Um, But, you know, (laughs) looking at Texas, though, man, I I think with Quinn Ewers back in the game and I thought it was really funny. Oklahoma State was posting a comparison. See, Quinn Ewers isn't even that much better than than Alan Bowman. See that. See the stats like you guys realize he was out for half the season, right? (laughs) He wasn't in for at least four games of the season. So like, let's let's be honest here. Quinn Ewers is a good QB, uh, and I'm really excited for him in this game. Uh, and yeah, I mean, looking at, at what, what's ahead of him too, I think he's got a chance to, to really put a, a stamp on his time here at Texas. I assume either him or Arch is going to transfer, one of the two, um, because I don't think Quinn Ewers is ready for the NFL. I think even scouts have said that he needs to go for another year. But looking at this game uh, personally, I think I think Texas—they uh, just need to be able to run the ball well uh, and and kill the clock, be able to put their their numbers up. Honestly, do what you did against Texas Tech because that's that's a very similar team over there. And I, on defense, just shut down Ollie Gordon. If you can do that, you win the game pretty easily, I think. Uh, and so personally, I look I look at this Texas team. I think they have the win fairly easily. I don't think Oklahoma State really stands much of a chance in this game, man.
0: I agree with you, and and look, I'll tell you one thing, is I think Texas has been listening to this media uh, hype up. If Alabama wins Saturday, yeah. right, all week long, it's been if Alabama wins Saturday, who gets in? Does Texas get in, or does Alabama get in? Um, it would be it would have been wild, Josh, if if they would actually played during the season. <laughs> um, and you know, like Texas would have went to Alabama and like beat them by two scores. Uh, That would have been wild, man. Like it would have been absolutely crazy to think about that. If in week two, Texas actually did that, you know? Um,
1: That would have been a crazy matchup too, for a non-conference game.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it'd have been awesome. You know, it's like it never happened kind of, you know, I mean, that's how we're treating it. So I think Texas is hearing that fuel all week and they're, they're being disrespected man in the, in the media. And and it's all around the country It's crazy to me. Um, I think, look, if Alabama and Texas win, I think they're both in. I do. I, I think they're both in. I think they both get in. Um, but I think Texas is motivated. Um, they got Quinn back. He's healthy. They listened for weeks about how they were barely skating by. The, and and look, they were they had a backup in. Man, like you said, Quinn was out. Like yeah, they were skating by here and there. And and but they won those games. All right. They win. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, a dub's a dub. Uh, Quinn, don't turn the ball over. Um, you know, this this wide receiver court for Texas is elite. Uh, he's got the guys to throw to. Um, I think if Texas can run the football, uh, control the line of scrimmage, like I think they will, like you said, stop the Oklahoma State running game, force Oklahoma State to throw the ball. Uh, I think Texas wins this game, and, and, and honestly, Josh, I think they cover. I, well, the last time it's I looked a, it's at it, I think 15, 15 right 15. now. Yeah, I think they cover 15, man. I think Texas wins this game easily. I have a hard time saying
1: they don't, and the only reason why I think they, they wouldn't is if they got uh, too far ahead of themselves look past mm-hmm. thinking, man, we we're in the college football playoffs. Don't think about that. Just think about a big 12 championship right now and think about screw the big 12. We're, we're ending this thing with mm-hmm. the sec teams going out on top. Uh, and so that's, that's the only reason why I'm a Texas fan today. Uh, you know, just cheering for them. And honestly, I think, you know, I, I do think the way that Oklahoma state got in there was just a crappy way to get in, barely winning against BYU to squeeze your way in and double overtime, uh, you know like that that, that i don't personally I, I don't and i i guess it's more or less the fact that even mike gundy himself it's not just oklahoma state fans mike gundy himself is more proud that they kept oklahoma out of the championship than he is to be there and that that's just that's really poor Uh, a poor attitude to me because Mike Gundy up there uh, at the pulpit, I mean, he's, he said things about that. Like, well, at least Oklahoma's not. And that's really, I think the whole conference is is just really happy that that's not the case. And like, that's just unprofessional to to even bring that up because who cares you're in, you should talk about how excited you are, how grateful you are to be there and how excited you are for your team.
0: Well, he's never won anything.
1: He He hasn't. I'm pretty sure they got one of those like honorary Big 12 titles when when there wasn't a Big 12 championship game, and and uh, OSU fans too. They're also all like, "Oh yeah, well, in the last three years, counting this year, uh, Oklahoma State's been there twice, and Oklahoma uh, hasn't." Okay, I mean, do you want to do you want to look at the 91 to 20 record that you got against Oklahoma? Do you want to look at the fact that like you guys barely kind of squeezed out a win against Oklahoma this year? Uh, and, and really kind of a, just a crappy game all around. And then on top of that, go on and barely beat BYU to to s- seal your game with half your stadium empty. Half of it was completely empty. I guarantee, I think that's another thing. Texas has the home field advantage today. It's in Dallas. Uh, it's it's going to be Texas home, home field advantage for sure. So looking Low at down. that, I mean... Uh, you're going to have to get guys like Xavier Worthy and Adonai uh, Mitchell uh, the ball efficiently. And I think if you let them turn on the Jets, especially Xavier Worthy, knowing what he's capable of, he hasn't really had the season that I think a lot of us would have expected from him. I think he's only right around like 800 yards on the season where I would have expected him to be up an a, a past a thousand this year, just of how great of a wide receiver he is. I know he's been banged up here and there. And then of course with a backup QB and so you can't blame him too much. Um, but I do expect him to have a big game too, because if, if I remember correctly, I think he's a senior. Uh, and so this, uh, let me see real quick. No, he's a junior. So I guess he does have another year possibility. Um, but I don't i don't know if he stays another year i think he's so good that i could i could see this being his last year and i've kind of heard heard rumors that maybe this is his last year with texas but uh seeing him i think he's got to have a big game uh i guess you were pretty confident with the with them texas minus 15 otherwise the uh total right now on bro jumped up to 56 and a half uh and so i know i took it at 54 and a half um but mm-hmm. i don't know if you're if how, how do you feel like you want to lean with this game Do you want to take take texas covering that spread at 15 points or would you rather a points total
0: um where are you sitting at texas uh i mean oklahoma state scoring on texas
1: i don't think they score much at all uh i honestly look at this game and think man i think it could be like a 42 to 14 kind of game or something I don't know. I don't. I don't see. I mean, I could see Texas scoring fifty on them.
0: Yeah, that's that's where I'm like sitting at right now. It's like I, I struggle with that over under because I just don't know how much Oklahoma State.
1: I definitely think in. Texas demolishes them, so I'm I'm feeling pretty confident with that cover if that's what we're going to make for our bro throw pick.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm confident with the. I, uh, I think I think Texas handles them, that.
1: I, I do too. I mean, just looking at like I said, I think they've they've handled their business you brought it up how people were kind of ragging on them for barely winning and all this i don't really care because like like you said they won the games uh, and so i think i think that matters more than how much you won by uh, and and ultimately that's what it comes down to we see georgia struggle against georgia tech last week and we still keep them up in the number 1 spot and we, we don't have any questions about how George is going to perform against Alabama, but because Texas has like their, their big tight end and their quarterback injured and their running back injured throughout the season, we're going to question how well they did against uh, inferior opponents. Uh, and on top of that, looking at the strength of schedule that they had compared to some of these other teams that we're going to rank up there. Uh, I, I think Texas handles them just fine. This is a new matchup too because they didn't they didn't go against each other in the regular season. So uh, for everyone wanting to know, we are going to put it in. We're going to lock it in. Texas covers minus 15 on Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking Oklahoma, uh, Texas wins big. Uh, Go Longhorns. Uh, It's tough for me to say that as an Oklahoma fan, but we're going to throw the horns up today. Uh, You can go to brothrow.com slash rising2. Again, that is B-R-O-T-H-R-O-W dot com slash R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O. Join and get signed up in our private group to be able to bet against us. If you don't like our pick of Texas covering minus 15, if you like our pick, bet with us. Go over to brothrow.com/rising2. Let them know that we sent you, and also get signed up into our private group there. Uh, and it is an amazing site, guys. I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed with it. Um, but let's move on to the next one. We're going to talk about the SEC championship game. Uh, we've got Georgia against Alabama. When you compare these two teams and everything that that the, I, I really just the overall stats from the two teams, Georgia has the upper hand in just about everything. And my, my, my gut tells me Georgia's going to win it. Uh, my gut feeling says that there's no way that Georgia drops this one. I think Kirby Smart is an outstanding coach. He has done a phenomenal job with Georgia. Uh, and all season long, it smelled like this could be a three-peat kind of season for these Georgia Bulldogs. And looking at it on, on top of that, I think you know, the two teams are very similar in, in the sense that you, know, you, you have a QB who started off not very great this, this season both teams uh and I think Carson Beck man just a really slow start to the season but he's really turned on the Jets sitting here uh, you know at at over 3,400 yards on the season uh and really hasn't turned the ball over much at all only six interceptions on the other hand you've got Jalen Melrose who's put up 2,500 passing yards but also only six interceptions really turned on the Jets after that that Really, I guess, after the Southern Florida game is when you really started to see him starting to kick it into gear, little by little, grinding grinding it out and showing how good of a QB he is. And not only that, I don't think it's as much of Jalen Milrow's talent because I've, I've always seen the talent with Jalen Milrow. It's the smarts that Tommy Reese and this this coaching has been to fit the game scheme to Jalen Milrow and his talent, letting him run the ball and letting him see the field, letting him do what Jalen Milrow does. And I think they've set up a lot of RPOs. They've set up a lot of uh, different kind of boot uh, You know where where he's going to roll out of the pocket. And they've set that up for Jalen Milrow instead of trying to press a a, a scheme that he doesn't fit in. He's not a sit in the pocket uh, and try to find a receiver deep down the field kind of guy. He is a rolling out of the pocket if it's man coverage, I'm going to recognize that and take off running. So I think Alabama, on the other hand, has been the same way. And with Georgia, they've they're they're, they're always going to be star studded. Uh, and what's crazy to me is that Brock Bowers, even though he was out for several games, is still their leading receiver. <laughs> that's that's outstanding. He should be in today too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's going to play.
1: Yeah, so I mean, looking at that, I mean, I think with Brock Bowers, you've got McConkey. Uh, just all kinds of dudes over there. Uh, and, and Carson Beck, I think has really shined, uh, right now I'm kind of leaning Georgia. I think all Georgia has to do is slow down Jalen Mel uh, get pressure back to him. Don't let him escape the pocket, uh, and keep him contained. And I think Georgia wins this game. Uh, if you start to let Jalen Mel run on you too much, if you start to let him get outside of the pocket and make plays, that's where he's really going to hurt you. And as long as you can, you can keep him contained, keep him from running the ball too much. I think Georgia wins this game.
0: Can Georgia run the football on Alabama like Auburn did last week? Uh, That was my biggest thing with the Iron Bowl is uh, Auburn found a way to have success at the line of scrimmage and almost ran for 300 yards again on Alabama in the Iron Bowl. So is Alabama going to sure that up on the defensive front this week? Um, That is my key matchup. If Georgia establishes the run game, and Carson Beck can also work off of that with play action, finding Bowers. Can Caleb Downs uh, come down in that nickel spot and cover Bowers? Can he stick with him? The true freshman has been great all year back there uh, for Alabama. Uh, look, there's matchups all over the field. There's star-studded guys. I think – I'll be honest with you. I think whoever wins this game is the national champion. Um I just think this this game right here, uh, these these two teams are are different, man. And uh, the SEC championship, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> fast. It's gonna be uh, high intensity. Um, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely rocking. Uh, it just comes down to matchups, man. Can can. Can Georgia's receivers make big plays against this Alabama secondary? Um, can Can Carson Beck stay within himself and not turn the ball over? You know, I think that's a big thing in this game too. With With Milrow, uh, it can Can Milrow use his legs in this game, or is he going to stand back there? Uh, is, can Georgia contain him and keep him in the pocket uh, and make him a pocket passer and and force Milrow into a mistake? There's just a lot of things about this game, man. Uh, these two teams are are really really good though, and uh, I do like Georgia to win. I like Georgia to win. Uh, I just saw the line. I was just checking a minute ago. The line has moved down to to four and a half. So um, I took Georgia. I think uh, I think Georgia wins this game by a touchdown. But I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, man. I I just don't. It wouldn't shock me at all if Nick Saban and Alabama beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, just me personally, as an Auburn fan, I'm not going to pick Alabama, and uh, but I respect them, you know. And so, I, I, I think
1: Alabama has more flaws than Georgia does. Georgia has their their struggling games where they they don't perform the way that they should. But you mm-hmm. know, like Georgia Tech. Uh, but I'm that's I'm not basing my pick off of those games or even people want to pick them, pick up and pick them apart on the Mizzou game. Even Mizzou was a good team this year. I don't think mm-hmm. people realize how good Mizzou really was. Uh, and and I'm, I'm really happy to see Mizzou have that kind of a season, but you know, between Edwards and Milton over there, they, the, the Georgia's got two backs that I don't think they worry one bit about handing the ball off to them. Uh, and so seeing that, I, I just think Georgia is the more complete team and it's just it's all season it smelled like a three-peat and as much as I don't want to see it uh, I'm right there with you I think the winner of this game does go on I think Alabama has I I want to give credit where credit's due I think Alabama outside of that Iron Bowl Alabama has looked like the most complete team in all of America right now Uh, leading up to this this point they have and it's it's scary seeing how good they they look after they finally figured out their offensive rhythm and put things into place where they need to be put, uh, and I, and I, again a huge shout out to Tommy Reese because I didn't have any faith in him being an offensive coordinator down there, and after seeing them start off the season I thought what are you thinking dude because this is not this is not a pocket passer and that's what you're trying to make him, and that he ended up adjusting to Jalen Milrow and. When we had all these questions in the the beginning of the season about Alabama, I don't think Tommy Reese had a question who he wanted in. It's just how he wanted to play him. And he ended up figuring that out. And now Alabama looks like the best team in the nation right now. But they've got that loss on their record. And they also have certain areas where you can pick apart, I think in the Arkansas game, where you can pick apart in that game, uh, the Auburn game, where you can pick apart there and where you can attack Alabama that's why I think I think Kirby Smart is looking. Correct me if I'm wrong. This would be the first SEC championship game that Kirby Smarts won against Nick Saban, right?
0: Yeah, Alabama's beat him uh, every time. Yes. Yeah, so, I think Nick Saban's seven and zero oh in in the new building. So
1: yeah, I don't I don't think he's ever lost one there. So I, looking at Nick Saban, I don't know. It's it's tough when you think of stats like that. But how do you how do you keep history from repeating itself? You you look upon it, and you see where. Where you lost in the past and how you defeated yourself. Um, I'm, I'm going to make my prediction. I think Alabama or I think Georgia wins by about a touchdown, maybe maybe just over, maybe like eight points. Where it's going to come down to a last drive. Alabama's driving down the field. Jalen Milroe makes a mistake and either fumbles the ball or turns it over. Georgia wins the game on a last minute turnover, maybe having to take a knee here and there. Uh, and, and that's kind of the way I'm seeing this game, just because I don't think this game is going to go down to just one team dominating one side or the other, or just an easy an easy win where all you had to do was have a four-minute drive, waste a clock, take a knee, and and go out. I don't think it's going to come down to that. I think it's going to come down to a, a crazy play, uh, and, and I think it's going to be a turnover or even a turnover on downs, one of the two uh, for Alabama. And I think they're just going to be able to not quite be able to get the ball in the end zone when they need to the most. And I'm, I'm going to pick Georgia to win. And I think they cover that that four-and-a-half point spread for sure.
0: Yeah, and anything to do with the Iron Bowl, man, just like, like if you want to base your opinion on this game with what happened last week, I'm going to tell you right now, um, that rivalry – is the greatest rivalry in sports? Is not even close. Like it's it's uh, nothing can compare to the Iron Bowl. Period. Like uh, what happens in that game is just different. And last week, uh, that that's not the same Alabama team that you will see today. So, uh, you know, all these people saying, "Oh, well, they barely beat uh, six and five Auburn. They had to throw a hail mary." I'm just telling you, it's different in that game. Like it's it's just. And I I think it's the same.
1: I I think it's the same with a lot of rivalries. That's why I wasn't. I'm not harping too hard on on FSU for how they performed against Florida because that's a big rivalry for them. Uh, And you know, I I think that defense performed extremely well in that game. Uh, And that's why I think I differ from you uh, on Florida State. But we'll get there. Um, but uh, a little bit of a, of a comment from Kevin Wilson. He says, if Alabama and Texas both win, do no SEC teams get into the playoffs? Well, for one, Texas is an SEC team now, basically. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> if Texas gets in. But I think regardless, I, I don't see a single scenario where the committee, because the committee is a bunch of humans who are biased as possible. All right. They are, regardless of, of how you want. Yeah. And, and And money is a huge part of it there's no way an sec team doesn't get in or possibly I I see even a scenario. I think with Washington winning, it keeps this scenario possibly out of it, but I think there's a scenario where Georgia and Alabama both get in if Alabama wins. So, you know, I just, I think based on how, for one, like you said, money and just the pure fact that they are biased as hell and, and they want, they want an sec team in there. And, and let's be honest, regardless of if Georgia loses if Georgia loses, Alabama's the best team in the country. I think they deserve that spot. Uh, maybe not bumping them up to number one in the rankings. I don't, I'm not saying that, but I think they they des- they prove themselves as the best team in the country currently, and so they deserve to be in. And of course, we we, we can have the debate of Alabama, Texas. Texas deserves to be in too, and so because they beat Alabama, uh, so I think all of the arguments would kind of go out the window. It does make it really really crazy, and that's why I think I was always pushing for a six team. Possibly eight team max uh, playoff because I think there's years like this year where six teams would be perfect.
0: So if Alabama beats Georgia, all right, people will say, "Oh, well, Alabama has the best win because they beat the no- the number one team." Right? Well, wouldn't Texas's win over Alabama look that much more impressive?
1: Yeah, they, because Texas now has the best win because they beat the team that beat the best team.
0: There you go. That's what
1: I mean. I'm saying. So if if head-to-head matchups don't matter, Oklahoma deserves to be in the Big 12 championship game. And I will mm-hmm. I will fight that to the to my dying breath if that's what if that's what it is because you're going to tell me a 9 and 3 team deserves to be in a conference championship over a 10 and 2 team. Well, but Oklahoma has more wins. Uh, if that's the game we're playing, if the if the head-to-head matchups don't matter, Oklahoma deserves to be in and I'm I'm not truly saying that because I think I understand. I think it was kind of sketchy the way that they changed those rules up and the the tiebreaker up mid-season after Oklahoma took the lead. But I I like the head-to-head matchup. I think that matters more uh, in in a lot of scenarios. And so I I think that head-to-head matchup, why even play that game? Why not schedule Mercer for your non-conference game? Why not schedule an FCS team who you know you can dominate if that, that head-to-head matchup doesn't matter when it comes down to the wire. that That's ridiculous to me. I think that's that's bogus. Uh, and so, yeah, I think if Alabama wins, I think they deserve to be in. But I think you you boost Georgia out if you have to to make it fair, uh, to make sure that both of those teams get in. Uh, and if it means FSU out, I don't know, if, if you're picking the top four teams, the best four teams in the nation, then I say FSU is out. I just have a hard time saying an undefeated, a conference champion desert, doesn't deserve to be in. That's hard to say, but I, I'm I'm there with you. I think it, I think if it comes down to that, I, I guess you. I guess that's what it comes down to, um, because we want the four best teams. And I don't think Florida State is better than Texas or Alabama. But let's prove it. Let's prove it. Let's let's have a consolation match. Whoever wins gets into the playoffs. <laughs>
0: You know what happens if Florida State gets into the playoffs? If Florida State wins today and they put them in, you're gonna have another playoff game where you turn it off at halftime and you're sitting here and everybody's on social media and they're saying, Oh, they shouldn't have let them in, just like they is was it, with DCU last year. Is it the
1: playoffs though if you don't have that?
0: <sighs> yeah. And, and here's uh, the thing,
1: I don't think that I don't think that happens. We'll we'll get to Florida State. I don't think that happens if they get in. Um, but and I'll make my case. I'll make my case here in a little bit. I'll tell you why I don't think that happens if Florida State gets in. Um, but uh, I guess we were, uh, we're, 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 were we going to take Georgia to cover on this game for our bro throw pick? Yeah. Okay. We'll take bro uh, for on bro throw. So again, you can go to brothrow.com slash rising two. That link is down in, in the description. B R O T H R O W.com slash R I S I N G T O. You can get signed up and bet against us if you don't like that pick. We're going to take Georgia to cover uh, against Alabama minus minus four and a half is what it went down to. So that's what we're going to take it at. So if you don't like that pick, you can go <laughs> against us over on bro throw. But, um, before we get any further, uh, let's go ahead and mention our other sponsor for the day. And that is big frig. Big frig is an amazing sponsor, an amazing product. Uh, and like, like I've said, every time that we bring them up, I've b- basically always got either me or Jeremy always has our big frig tumblers with us. Uh, on the show, I've always especially in the morning shows, I've got to have my warm coffee. Their tumblers are amazing. they're very durable. Uh, they keep my drink warm for a long time. Uh, and I, that's that's the most important thing to me because I love hot coffee. Uh, I drink my coffee just straight black. Uh, and that's the way I like it. And if it's straight black, it needs to be hot. If I have a little bit of creamer in there or something, I don't mind if it gets cold. So maybe I'll take one of these other brands for a tumbler. But if I'm drinking black coffee, it's got to be my Big Frig tumbler. And not only that, but a huge thanks to Big Frig Brock over at Big Frig Got Us. Uh, our logos put on them too. And that's something you guys can do too if you go over there is you can get your own logo or they've even got oh, their own designs that you can go and pick from. Amazing prices too, and you can't beat their prices. It's not just tumblers; It's also coolers. So you you can go check out all of their amazing coolers. Uh, Jeremy o- always brags about how much he loves the Badlands camo coolers, uh, an amazing product. And uh, as Jeremy would say, if you go over and check out bigfrig.com, that is B-I-G-F-R-I-G.com, and you pick out one of their coolers or tumblers, you will not be disappointed. Um, and they really are. They are some of the best uh, on the market. And when I compare them to bigger brands, what I see is a very comparable product. At a much better price. And on top of that, we've partnered up with Big Frig to get you guys an amazing deal. So you can go to B-I-G-F-R-I-G.com and use code R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O-20 and get yourself 20% off. That's right. They already have the best prices on the market when it comes to high quality coolers and tumblers. But we're going to give you an extra 20% off just for listening to this podcast and being a supporter. So go to bigfrig.com, check out their array of amazing coolers and tumblers, and go get yourself something. And again, As Jeremy would say, you will not be disappointed. So go check them out, bigfrig.com. And again, rising to 20 for 20% off. But man, let's get into this Michigan-Iowa matchup. I don't think there's a whole lot to say other than the fact that, uh, (laughs) man, I talked about this last week. I took the under at uh, 25 and a half. 25 and a half. Uh, no, no. I I bought it down to 24 and a half. It, it went down even more. And I said, you know, what? why not? I'm just going to hit the under just because I want to hit the under in this Iowa Nebraska game. Why not? I don't care if I lose the 10 bucks. I just want to see if I hit it 24 and a half. That is stupid low. And I thought there's no way I'm going to hit this. And it got up to where it was 10 to 10. And I thought, OK, somebody's going to score a touchdown. I'm not going to hit the under. Good job, Iowa. I'm proud of you. But Iowa still finds a way to screw it over, and they only score 23 points total, where vice versa, you go over to the game that we had upstairs, and we talked about this, Oklahoma TCU scored 114 points. So Iowa's offense absolutely sucks. Uh, their defense is very good. I will give it to their defense. Their defense is the reason why they are 10-2. And, and if they had an offense, man, I think if they, if they had any sort of an offense where they could score 25 points a game, Iowa would be a national title contender. And that's not a joke. I really think that because of how good their defense is, and and I think the fact uh, that that all of these games have been such a, a low points total proves how good their defense is. So Brian Ferenc, uh, you know, I or uh, sorry, it's uh, Kirk Ferentz, right, is, is the dad. So Kirk Ferentz, hats off to you. I think this is his last, his last, I guess, one more game, because he's going to have a bowl game. Um, this is his last hurrah, though. I, I think he's retired after this because they're firing his son. Uh, I th- he, his son is done over there at I- Iowa, and I think he just doesn't have the heart to keep on going with this team. He's been a, a great coach for them for a long time, uh, and so I'm, I'm happy that he gets to make it to the Big Ten Championship, I guess, even though I don't think they really deserve to be there. I think it should be a rematch of Ohio State-Michigan, but Michigan wins this game. I think, man, right now the, the line is sitting at minus 22. Let me double-check that on bro throw. Um, but, uh, I, I think Michigan not only wins this game, uh, so it's 21 and a half over on bro throw. I think they win this game. I think they cover 21 and a half. I would even venture to say that right now the points total is sitting at 35 points that they hit over on that because I think Michigan racks up at least 34 points on Iowa's defense, I know Iowa's got a great defense, but so does Michigan. I think Michigan sets themselves up in a very good uh, position. I think the only way Iowa scores is if Iowa gets turnovers and puts their offense in a really good position where they can hit field goals, possibly a defensive touchdown, something crazy like that. I don't think their offense gets into the end zone. Um, if they do one time, that's it. Uh, I think Michigan's too good for Iowa. This is just going to be a slaughter. I think uh, Michigan covers that 21 and a half point spread. And I don't know what I can say for Iowa on what Iowa could do to win this game. I just don't think they've got it.
0: Uh, (laughs) excuse me. Hard to put into words, man. Uh, I think this is an absolute blowout. I think Michigan covers Uh, the only possible way is if JJ McCarthy Turns it over multiple times, makes a couple errant throws, and Iowa gets it in Michigan territory. And they kick a couple field goals and hold Michigan to not score. I don't know. I'm trying to put something together, but <laughs> you know, I, like, not. Just
1: JJ McCarthy throws two pick sixes, and Blake Corm fumbles the ball three times. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Donovan Edwards is hurt. Um. Yeah, I mean that's the only way I see Iowa having a chance. But even on top of that, I think Michigan still beats them by fourteen points.
0: <laughs> Man, I think I think this is going to be like like forty five to like forty five to ten or something like that. Uh,
1: yeah, I just I don't. It, so you're right there with me. You think they they cover and hit the over? At yeah, thirty four and a half. It,
0: Yeah, maybe I went a little high on 45. I don't know if Michigan I I think like
1: 34 to 6, 34 to 10. Yeah, something
0: like that. That's
1: kind of what I'm looking at here. I think think Michigan scores about 30-some points, and Iowa's going to find a way to score something, I'm sure. I I say that with a lot of hesitance in my voice because I just don't know how they score. But uh, like I said, the only way I see them scoring is some – freak turnover J.J. McCarthy throws a pick puts them down on like the 30 yard line and they get a field goal kind of situation maybe they force a fumble because that's that's Iowa's defense I've got faith in Iowa's defense I do think they have got a very good defense uh but well, I don't even know if they're gonna hit a field goal though because they missed like two or three field goals against Nebraska yeah <laughs> so I don't know man I just looking at this I don't see a way for Iowa to win I definitely think Michigan covers at twenty one and a half. I think they beat them by twenty one or more points for sure. Uh so I'm feeling pretty confident on Michigan to cover. I know we've taken three covers so far if we take that, but I feel like that's a very confident pick. Otherwise, I'm very confident in in the over in this game at thirty four and a half.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I like the I like the over at thirty four and a half. I think Michigan uh I think they get to the thirties and all you really need uh, is Iowa just to get you a, a touchdown or a field goal. And,
1: and yeah, two, two field goals for me. That's, that's really all I'm expecting from them. Yeah,
0: that's it. Just give me something.
1: Get get a, f- a field goal and a safety. I feel like I'm more confident with that than Iowa scoring a touchdown on offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, what's the odds? All right. So if I, if I go over to to sports book here, I want to see what the odds are. If, if Iowa scores a, a safety
0: their team total for the first half is like 0.5. Yeah. Like, How crazy
1: is that? And then like, what's funny though, is that the the total for both teams is still at, at, at 34 and a half. So, I mean, they're, they're expecting a team total approximately one point for Iowa. And I, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, I'm looking at this game and it's, it's just so funny to me to see this matchup um, and for a big 10 championship too but I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't even know what to think here. And I'm, I'm trying to see if I can, if I can see a safety. Um, I don't really know how to look that up. I don't, I've never bet on a safety being scored. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll have to look that up afterwards and let you know, because I think that'd be hilarious. So, uh, I guess we want to take the Michigan Iowa over at 34 and a half. Yeah, we can take that over. All right. That'll be our bro throw pick. So again, if you're, just now tuning in, you can go to brothrow.com slash rising two. that link is in the description or just type in B-R-O-T-H-R-O-W dot com slash R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O and you can get signed up today. It is a sports betting community, so you go on there and you bet directly against other sports bettors. An amazing way to to place bets because it's just more fun uh, betting directly against other people than uh, going against Vegas, uh, and so you're you're kind of using Vegas's odds, but betting directly uh, with those odds against other people, and you can even adjust some of those uh, some of those uh, uh, lines around and stuff too, which makes it even more fun. Kind of leaning in your favor, leaning against your your own favor, I guess. Uh, however, you want to do it over there. So go check it out. Again, that is rising to b r o t h r o w.com/slash uh, r i s i n g t o. One of my f- Probably my most favorite way to bet on sports is with Brothrow. So go check it out. We are going to place a bet on the Michigan-Iowa over 34 and a half points, and we're going to put that on there. So if you sign up using that link, you'll be added into our private group where you can bet against us. If you like that pick, go over there to Brothrow.com and throw your own in there to bet with us today. Um, but, man, let's get on to the last one, Louisville FSU. Uh, I'm really excited for this game just to see how good FSU can be. Um, outside of that, I, I think Florida state wins this game. I really do. Uh, and I, I know you and I are going to uh, be on, on different sides of the spectrum on this, because I think, uh, I think you said that you were kind of expecting them to lose this game, but Florida state, the reason why I have faith in them is their defense. Uh, when you back up to that Florida game, they were, they were up with their backs against the wall. The defense is, is really losing because they're losing 15 to 14 and the, the offense is just not helping them out all game long. When you hold a team, and as, as good as Florida's been on offense, too, I think Graham Mertz has really kind of uh, put himself into a better role there, uh, even though Florida's not really a great team. Uh, and I'm not saying they're a good offense. I think that offense is better than what a lot of people would expect. Uh, and so seeing you know how that defense performed, holding them to only 15 points, and then ETN on top of that, too, another playmaker holding him down. Uh, and with your back against the wall, you didn't even bend one bit, and you have shut that Florida team down completely, putting your, your offense in a much better position, coming out and scoring 10 more points on offense, winning the game. And I think Roadmaker, I think he is the difference maker in this game because he doesn't turn the ball over. And that's one thing that I think is really good on his half. I know he doesn't have the stats to look at and say, yeah, but look how good of a backup quarterback he is. I know he's not he's not a great quarterback. He's not Jordan Travis whatsoever. But I think this offense has guys like Keon Coleman, uh, you know, and and guys uh, like Benson in the backfield, uh, where they can lean on them and they can lean on their other playmakers and just get the ball into their hands, however you have to. And I think this Louisville defense kind of showed a lot of weaknesses against Kentucky last week and I also think that they're not as good as they were earlier on in the season. I think you've start to see them kind of break down a little bit here and there with some injuries and on top of that just getting banged up because they played a very aggressive all season long, and I think they're starting to finally break down. I think Louisville's a good team. I think Louisville keeps it close, but I think Florida State ends up coming out ahead i think they use their playmakers and again their their defense and to kind of go to my point earlier the reason why i don't think florida state gets blown out by any any team in the playoffs um, unless i guess they were they were to go against washington i guess that would be one of, one of the uh outliers there because washington just has such a good offense um i don't think they get blown out just completely because their defense is very good i think their defense can can stand up against any one of those teams in the top 4 and that's why if they win this game I feel like Florida State deserves to be there as a conference champion because their defense is just so damn good. I, I don't I don't care who they're going against. They're going to be good, and I think their defense keeps them in any game. They might, may lose by 10 points, maybe 15 points against a, a team like Washington, possibly Georgia. Georgia's tough. FSU-Texas would be a really fun matchup. Uh, I think that would be a really cool matchup. I don't think it lays out that way regardless because I think Michigan – uh, Georgia and Washington are all going to be undefeated when they go into this. Uh, and so I think it would be awesome to have four undefeated teams uh, into the in this playoff uh, when, when you talk about that, and, you know, with, with Michigan, Georgia, uh, Washington, and now Florida State. I think that would be a perfect scenario where you've got four unbeatens. Um, and I think Florida State holds their own against any one of those teams because of that defense. <clears throat>
0: I think Florida State loses today. Um, is hater. Tate, is Tate Rodemaker even playing? Has he been? You know I, he's in conclusion I, protocol.
1: Yeah, I I assume he would. Uh, I guess I can look that up though while, while you go on.
0: Um If he doesn't play, they're dead. Uh, if he does play, I mean, I don't know. I I think I think Louisville can get them. Um, I don't see a world where Florida State scores a lot of points. I know Louisville would have a tough time scoring on Florida State. Uh, But I'm really looking at the bigger picture, like if they get into the playoffs. I know their defense is great. But I really think you're just getting on a slippery slope of I don't want to watch a Florida State team get in that I know has zero chance to win. like. Uh, they've got I like
1: eight percent chance to win
0: nope zero <laughs> with jordan Tra- with jordan travis i'm all in for it with jordan travis i'm all in for it i'm like hey i want to watch them uh they're a great football team without jordan travis i'm sorry like i hate this happened and people are like oh well you don't remember Cardell jones don't Tate Rotemaker, or whatever his name is, ain't Cardell Jones. All right. No. Cardell Jones ain't walking through that door. Ezekiel Elliott ain't walking through that door. All right. That wide receiver core, I know Florida State's got dogs out there with Keon Coleman and all that, but Ohio State had had talent everywhere on that offense. All right. And Cardell Jones ain't walking through that door. So I just know that. If Florida State was to get in, man, they would keep it closed for a little bit, but you're still going to see whoever gets them, man. They're going to handle them, and you're going to have people saying, oh, well, they got it wrong. Here it goes again. Um, they should have put so-and-so in. And um, I just think I need a Louisville dub today. Uh, to just avoid this whole situation of Florida State getting in. I'm taking Louisville money line. I think they bounce back after the loss to Kentucky. Uh, I think this is an inspired football team. I think they show up today. They show up with an opportunity to be ACC champions. Uh, they show up uh, with an opportunity to destroy everything Florida State's worked for this year. Give me the Redbirds, the fighting Lamar Jackson alumni.
1: (laughs) The fighting Lamar Jackson, Teddy Bridgewaters. Yeah. Yeah, I got to throw Teddy, Teddy two gloves in there, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Teddy two gloves. What a, that dude was a baller, man. He
1: was, man. I loved watching him down there, but uh, yeah, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was looking it up and it still shows that he's, uh, questionable. And I see another one that says he's doubtful, but that was from two days ago. So I'm probably going to change my, my mind, if Rotomaker isn't in, because I think Rotomaker is good enough where he doesn't turn the ball over where you look on the other side. Plummer turns the ball over. He he turns the ball over a lot. And that's why I think I look at this defense and I think they turn the ball over even without Rotomaker. I think Florida State wins. But man, it's it's tough for me to even say that without him. in because uh, I don't really have any. I, w- I was looking at stats for this Brock Glenn guy. He's a freshman, doesn't have any stats to really go on. Uh, just the pure fact that he doesn't have stats to go on makes me makes me really question uh, how good he can be in a big time game. So I I think I think I'm right there with you. I think Louisville wins if Rotomaker isn't in. If Rotomaker's in, uh, let me let me give you this scenario. If Rotomaker's in and Florida State wins by 18 to 24 points, do you then change your mind and say, okay, this team looks better than what I expected them to against Louisville, and they deserve to get in?
0: Yeah, if they go out and win by by 20 points and they look dominant, then, hey, you put them in, man. But if, if Florida State goes out and they win by a field goal, as I, time I think, expires, like, I think, I, just, I think
1: they also have to win like with 30, 30 points on the board, too. I don't think you, you yeah. win with 25 or less. And even if you win by 15 points there, I don't think that's good enough. Because you've got to score some points on offense against Louisville. Uh, I don't expect you to score thirty against Georgia. I actually, you know, to win against Georgia, you could win by by scoring twenty points and hold them to eighteen. Uh, you know, like that's that's possible. But with with Louisville, I expect you to score thirty to you know thirty to fifteen kind of game. Like I, I need you to really double up their points or win by twenty, something like that, where you. You really put up some points too, so I think that's another stipulation. So I think I'm right there with you. I think, especially without Rotomaker in, man, I, if Rotomaker's not in, I think I'm full, full on board with you, and I, I'm not, I'm not touching that. So I guess if if Rotomaker's not in, man, I feel like this is a game time decision. I don't really want to place a bet on it now. Um, it's a game time decision for me. Uh, so I guess if Rotomaker's not in, I'm right there with you. I'm taking Louisville money line with you. Uh, and and I think they are able to pull off the win, but with Rotomaker in, I, I'm still I'm still leaning FSU minus one and a half.
0: Whew. Yeah. Let me see uh, what the uh,
1: points total is too, because maybe we can make a. Maybe we can make a lot Rotomaker,
0: yeah. What's that? I said Rotomaker, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you better play, big dog. I don't know, man. That concussion protocol. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I hope thought, he gets to me.
1: I thought from the from what he had, like, it I didn't look severe to me, and so I just kind of assumed he would be in, and so that's kind of how I've been making my picks. Um, but that that is really tough without him. I don't think, and I'm right there with you. I think you can look back if you have Rotomaker in. That's when I make the comparison of times when you have, uh, you know, when you have Cardell Jones come in as a third string quarterback. That's when I make that comparison, even though he's not as good as him. But just the pure fact that nobody thought Cardell Jones would would be that that good. And so, who's to say that Rotomaker can't come out and surprise everybody and have a really big game and 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 put the the nation on on notice? So that's that's when I use that. When you're talking about this freshman who's only passed three times, four times his entire collegiate career, I don't have enough faith in that to make any kind of those comparisons. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're good enough with him. So uh, yeah, that's that's why I'm on board with you. But I guess the points total uh, on this one is sitting at forty six and a half. I, I don't know. I I suppose I want to hit the over just because I feel like the, you're living on the edge more if you hit the over. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I guess, you know, it's just the two of us though. So how about we make a split a split pick here? Uh, I take, okay. I take uh Florida state minus one and a half. You take Louisville minus one and a half or money line, whichever one you're more confident with. I guess Moneyline's, money lines, money lines, better money. So let's go with money line. Yeah. All right. Getting so money. we'll, We'll, we'll make a split pick here then and I'll, I'll mark that down. We're going to make a split pick. We're going to take uh, FSU minus one and a half. And then we're also going to take uh, Louisville minus one and a half or, or Moneyline. Sorry. So there's going to be two picks on this game uh, that are separate picks because we always play it's two picks on each game anyways. Uh, and it's just the two of us. We're going to we're going to split this one up. We're going to see you. Who pulls in the money? And if you pull in the money, you're going to pull in more money than I would on this one. So uh, let's let's do it for you. But yeah, looking at this one, Florida State, I'm going to take Florida State minus one and a half. Blake's going to take Louisville money line. I may change my mind, but that's going to be my pick on throw. So I may change my mind finding out that Rotomaker's not in. And now this Brock Glenn, I think I, think I said it was his name. Um, if he's in, I'm, I'm over on, on Blake's side. So maybe I'll go in and double down on that Louisville money line. Uh, later on because there's only four games we usually place 10 bets we're only placing eight bets today so maybe i'll put a ninth bet in there to put on louisville money line with you if i find out that rotor not in
0: man hey one thing um the committee doesn't want to see chaos all right so they want to see georgia win all right They want to see um, Michigan win. Washington won last night, which is great for them. And I think they would honestly love to see Florida State win. And um, you just, like you said earlier, kind of leave it at, at those four, all the undefeateds. So I think the committee is just really hoping for a bunch of wins today. All right. They're just hoping for those favorites to win. So they yeah, have so. to avoid the controversy. So uh, I want chaos, baby. I want chaos. I want some deals. I,
1: I do, and that's that's why. Like my my heart is saying Bama win in that Georgia game, but my gut's just saying Georgia's the better team. Uh, so, dominate, he, dominate yeah. them.
0: dominate right? them.
1: That's 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 what I want um, because like that's that's my pick and everything. But my, yeah, my yeah. heart my heart is saying I want the chaos because Alabama losing creates the most chaos. Because re- regardless of if FSU wins by twenty five points or not, I think if Bama loses, FSU may not make it in. I don't. I don't think the committee puts them in. Uh, you know, because now you are going to have to choose between Texas, Bama, and Georgia, and maybe you put Georgia and Bama in. Still, you put yeah. uh, Georgia at three and Bama at four, or vice versa. However, you want to mark that up. Um, yeah, I, it, I I see that being a possibility. I, I see them saying, yeah, Texas, but. Wow, these two teams are better. So let's put the SEC teams in. Now we've got an SEC championship game, and it's going to come down to an SEC championship. So I don't think there's a possibility that the SEC doesn't make it in, regardless of how any of this works out, uh, unless Georgia and Alabama both lose by 20 points apiece, which is impossible. So (laughs) that's the yeah. I just I don't see a way that uh, the SEC doesn't represent in the playoffs, uh, and it's it's funny how over the years I, I think it's just always been a hatred towards the SEC because they're so good but whenever whenever I started doing this podcast it was it's it's been more of a me being realistic about sports because I don't want to come on here and have a joke show where we come out here and make picks where they're they're just stupid picks like uh, you know I was gonna win. That's, that's an idiot pick, you know, uh, sorry, because I know we've got, we've got fans out there that have picked Iowa. We even had uh, somebody that's, that's close to Jeremy comment on, on one of our, our posts saying that Iowa was going to win. That's, that's a stupid pick. And and I don't care who you are. I don't see Iowa winning. Uh, I just, I don't think anybody in the nation truly believes like, ah, oh, Iowa could really pull this off. I just don't see it. So, I, I since since being more of a realist about college football and seeing the stats pile up and see the way that the way that uh, the landscape is across college football, I've realized that the SEC is the better the better conference overall. Because I think you could p- pick a lower team. Let's say Tennessee this year. Let's take Tennessee, who I think is not good this year in terms of the SEC play, but I think they compare against. You take any one of the. I think Tennessee against Michigan would be a good game, and, and and that's just because I think I think it's kind of the same way as the Big Twelve in basketball. When it comes to March Madness time, I'm probably going to lean on a, on a Big Twelve team because they they call it battle tested. They're, that's a good conference when it comes to basketball. And so I'm going to lean on them for that. And so it's, it's kind of the same way with the sec. I think the sec is the best conference. And next year you're going to have more of a debate because you're going to have Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA all added over. Uh, and I, remind me, I'm going to send you a picture too. That'll make you laugh with that, that uh, new big 10 picture. Um, but, and I, I can't show it on here or else I would hurry up and pull it up and try to show it. Um, but it, it's pretty funny, but looking at, looking at that picture, I think it's going to be more of a discussion between the big 10 and sec, but, uh, now you're going to be adding the big dogs of Oklahoma and Texas to it, man, it's going to be fun. Um, uh, Blake, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Auburn Oklahoma game next year. We're going to have a blast down there and my first trip down to Jordan Hare. So, uh, is it, is it Jordan? You say it for me. Jordan Hare. Jordan hair. Is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? Yeah. Or is it just a Southern way to say it?
0: Nah, his name's Shug Jordan.
1: Oh, it is. Okay. So I've, I've just always been saying it wrong then. I've, I've been saying it wrong. So I guess Jordan hair. All right. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to correct myself. I'll be more Southern.
0: <laughs> most people, most people like don't really know that, you know, but, uh, they just say Shug Jordan, but his name, uh, it was really Shug Jordan and, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Jordan hair stadium.
1: All right, but we're, we're gonna have a blast down there in Jordan Hare Stadium, and uh, <laughs> uh, even though I'm still gonna say Louisville because that's just I'm I'm too yeah. northern I'm too northern to say it right your way. Uh, so, but man, we're, we're going to have a blast for everybody watching. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in for watching us this morning. This was our last, uh, college football live show on the Saturday mornings. We're going to talk about it as a team and see if we want to keep on doing some Saturday shows and mix it up and do what, what, what we want to do. Not sure what we're going to do there, but thank you everybody for who, who did tune in on our Saturday shows, especially if you were in on us live. Um, again, you can go over to bro slash rising to get signed up over there and check out our bets. I will make sure to put those in before the 11 o'clock game uh, I guess 11 o'clock noon games uh, get put in there so I'm going to make sure to get those in on bro throw so make sure you're signed up with bro slash rising Two. again that link is down in the description uh, we thank you all so much for all of your love and support make sure to hit that like button for us and subscribe to our channel we thank you all so much for all of that and if you're listening on apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts you can give us a five-star review that is the best way to help us over there if you're on a podcast platform that doesn't have the uh, review button you can go over to the link down in the description and leave us a review on our website as well that at least helps us out and and lets us see what you think about our show so we thank you all so much for all of your love all your support and for everything that you guys have done again uh have an amazing championship game uh championship weekend, whether your team is in it or not, whoever you're rooting for. We hope that all of your bets hit unless they're against us. Uh, you always all have an amazing Saturday, uh, an amazing game day. Until next time.